Well, church, let us do this. Let us go to the Lord in prayer uh, as a way of preparing our hearts for uh, the Word of God uh, this evening. I want to have us, if you would, just bow your heads. Bow your heads and remember. Remember the words that you have just heard from this gift of music. Remember the words that Jesus Christ said on the cross as He was dying, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. God of love, You served Your disciples. You serve us. Enable us to respond by doing the same for others. Lord, this evening, hear our prayer. God of love, Peter was uncomfortable being served by you. Enable us to let go of needing to be in control. Inspire us to follow your call in spite of our unease. Lord, this evening, hear our prayer. O God of love, you call us to serve in ever-changing situations. We can become fearful because we can't do things the way we are used to doing them. Remind us of your presence in the changes. Lord, set us free again. Lord, this evening, hear our prayer. O God of love, your church is experiencing a distance from each other. We are fasting from our usual connections. Lord, bridge the gap between us. Walk with us through this night. Lord, this evening, hear our prayer. O God of love, use us to remind others of your presence in their loneliness. We especially remember those who are sick, those who are hospitalized, those who are separated from family and friends. We also ask your blessing for those who serve in this dangerous time in health care, food distribution, sanitation, government, and mental health. Lord, we offer these names unto you now, and we pray our special concern upon them. Lord, this evening, hear our prayer. Trusting the promise that our prayers will be heard, we pray this always in the name of our suffering Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer, praying together now as the body of Jesus Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Church, this evening I am turning to the Gospel of Luke, the 22nd chapter, verses 7 through 22. So I'm going to ask out of respect for the good news of Jesus Christ and this gospel, if you would please stand and hear now these words. We pray God's blessing upon this your word, O God, and the proclamation of it. Disciples prepare for the Passover. Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived. When the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus sent Peter and John ahead and said, Go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. He replied, As soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with his disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal. They went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. When he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it, then he said, Take this and share it among yourselves, for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread. And he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. But here at this table, sitting among us as a friend, is the man who will betray me. For it has been determined that the Son of Man must die. But what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him? Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. And you may be seated.
So, church, as I was reading through the, the text this evening, I, I noticed uh, the word meal uh, and how many times it was used uh, this evening. So, I, I'm always picking up on the words, of course, that repeat themselves over and over again. So, I'll just make note of this for you. Uh, the word meal uh, was used six times in our text, and the word supper uh, was used once. So, uh, as, as you can probably uh, tell, um, and maybe you too, uh, if you haven't already eaten, I got very hungry, right? As I was hearing this word over and over and over again repeated, meal, 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 and supper. So we're going to go there uh, this evening and, and focus and think about uh, the meal, the, the last supper. So just a couple of things that I wanted to, to mention this evening. So a, a good meal, of course, has a way of bringing us all together does it not? Okay, whether it be a, a breakfast meal, lunch meal, a, a supper meal, it, it really can bring family and, and friends together. So a lot of Jesus' ministry, if you think about it, as you look through, read through uh, the four Gospels, was centered around a meal. Get this, as a matter of fact, there were 14 biblical references in the four Gospels that reference either Jesus' blessing or eating a meal with others. Now, I want to mention some common foods, okay, that would have been foodstuffs that would have made up a meal during Jesus' day. I found this very interesting. So, as you can imagine, one of the more popular food items that made up a meal was, you probably guessed it, bread, right? Bread was a basic food. It was so basic, now get this, it was so basic that in Hebrew, in quotes, to eat bread was to, in fact, have a meal. It was the same thing. To eat bread was to have a meal. Bread was treated with great respect, and many rules existed to preserve its reverence. Get this. Any crumbs that were left over from eating bread over the size of an olive, okay, were expected to be gathered up and never discarded. Bread also was never, ever to be cut, but what? Broken. Don't you love that? I love that. Absolutely love that. So, let's talk about something else here. Corn, okay, or grain. Though the Bible mentions corn, it has nothing to do with what we would call corn today. Such a crop, in fact, was unknown in the Middle East. Corn in the Bible refers to what we would call grain, okay? But a, a very popular and common food stuff. Let's talk about vegetables, okay? Vegetables. The diet of ordinary people included a great many vegetables. Beans and lentils were first 
on that list, okay? For those of you who love cucumbers, that was a much esteemed vegetable during Jesus' day. And for those of you that like onions, very popular. As a matter of fact, I know some folks that will eat an onion like an apple. Maybe that's you. But onions were very, very popular uh, as they are, of course, today. Okay, fish, fish. For most common people during that day, fish was even more important than meat, okay? Bread, here we go, bread and fish were a common meal, okay? Making that connection then to our gospel text, to Jesus, what, multiplying the fish and the loaves. Okay, now here's an interesting one that, that I, I've mentioned in some sermons past, but I, I found a little more um, research about this. Locust, okay, locust, absolutely a delicacy, okay? He, hear this. One of the most surprising forms of food was locust, okay? An ancient Jewish document claims, you ready for this, that there were 800 different kinds of edible locusts, okay? Sometimes they were cooked rapidly in salt water and had a shrimp-like taste or color. Usually their head and legs were were taken off, thanks be to God. Sometimes they were even dried in the sun, okay? Locusts were, okay? After being dried, some were ground down to powder, known as locust powder, which tasted rather bitter, right? Okay? And often mixed with flour to make a much prized bitter biscuit. I love that, okay? How about that? Locusts, okay? Now, let's talk a moment about drinks, okay? Very, very important here. People drank water when, of course, it was pure, right from the spring, which they preferred water from the spring rather than from the well. Okay, milk and a vinegar diluted with water was also drunk. Juice from pomegranates or dates was a preferred fruit juice. And a kind of light beer was made from barley and millets. Wine, of course, was an important staple in the Middle East because there are many a beautiful, by the way, vineyard uh, and and grapes that are in abundance in, in Israel. Okay, so food, of course was a very seasonable thing when it was available. And one's diet was often affected by harvest cycles. And we know throughout the scriptures that, of course, drought was very, very common. So that that affected the foodstuffs as well. So throughout the Gospels, there are many references then to Jesus fellowshipping, blessing, and eating a meal with others, which I believe builds then to this one meal, okay? To this one meal in our gospel text from Luke. All of the many references build to this one important meal. So when we say that Jesus had a meal, okay, with his closest followers, he took the most basic 
an ordinary food and then had that focus be the cup, the wine, and the bread. The most familiar food that he took and used, of course, was common in his culture and in the generation of that time. So when we break bread, never cutting it, right? But when we break bread together, you and I, on this evening, or the first of every month when we celebrate the Holy Sacrament of Communion, we are remembering, you see? We are remembering the Last Supper. It was just bread, if you think about it. It was ordinary. It was basic. It was home-cooked. It was unleavened. It was misshapen. It was dull. It was flat. And it was ordinary. And then he gave it, right? He broke the bread and he gave it to his followers, you and I. And Jesus said this from the scriptures, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this then in remembrance. Remember me when you do it. And after supper, he took another cup of wine and he said this, this cup is then the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement that was confirmed with his blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice then for you and I. So, church, you might say it's like coming to an oasis after a hot, dry journey or to that wonderful scene in the bush after a long, tiring hike. You are refreshed and assured even though the journey has been a long and tough one. And you are glad that you have made this journey, you see, because now you have the will and the strength to go on. You see, you and I, we need the Lord's Supper to strengthen us every day in our endeavor to do the Lord's will in our lives. And that's as Christians individually, okay, and on a personal level, but also as the corporate body of believers. We also need the Lord's Supper to strengthen our faith and our love for the journey ahead of us as we seek to do God's will in our lives. Today, tomorrow, a month from now, five years from now, to eternity. You see, we need the Lord's Supper for the reassurance that we are the Lord's and that his love for us is not running out, not running dry, not on empty, but in fact, that love, church, is unlimited. And we experience that through the Holy Sacrament of Communion. You know, it's just for these times that he has given us his body and blood in the midst of every weak moment and every painful event and every sordid corner of our lives. You see, he comes into our lives in those times with his presence. 
hear it again, and let this be Jesus' voice in your ears this evening as we move through the rest of Holy Week. This is my body, Jesus says. This is my blood, Jesus says. Eat and drink for the forgiveness of your sins. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, this holy act of Monday Thursday, this holy ritual of worship this evening of Holy Thursday is an act of remembering. Remembering who we are. Remembering who you are. Remembering that relationship that you want with each and every one of us and remembering that Jesus Christ, despite the gap that was between the Almighty and his people, Jesus Christ acted as that bridge to unite, to make secure, and to pave the way toward forgiveness, toward mercy toward salvation, and toward sacrifice, oh God, that was for all of mankind. So we remember this evening the Lord's Supper. We remember that final act before Jesus Christ went to trial, was beaten brutally, and hung on the cross for all who seek Him and put their faith in his sacrificial love that shows us the way to abundant life. Lord, bless us and keep us and bless this holy sacrament as we bring it in, Lord, into our bodies, into our spirits, into our hearts and souls, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord, for the sacrifice that you made for all of us. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.